Hello and welcome to Left on Red. Welcome back to episode two of whatever we call this, pretending to be intellectuals as a man thinketh. Shane, we're covering the last chapter because I thought it definitely chimes with you the most, and it has to do with thought and purpose. What do you have to th- say about the final chapter, thought and purpose? All I have to say is I'm so glad we have Dan here to answer the question. We yeah, we actually brought Dan guns. back for it. <laughs> it's it was, like he it never was, left. It was, on the ropes. it was on the ropes. It was pretty iffy. <laughs> Honestly, after throwing me under the bus last episode, yeah, it feels I like I'm getting thrown under the bus now. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you're here, Dan. So yeah. glad you're here. Dan, what's your favorite part about the last chapter? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I might have fallen asleep before getting to that one. Can you believe this guy? Can you believe that you asked him to do one small thing that would take a very minute amount of time and he fell asleep during it? Not only that, did he just talk trash about it the entire last episode? The balls on that guy being here today. Well, I think if you remember me saying this uh, last time, uh, I talk shit a lot. So This is what makes it interesting, though. So I say there's three people. One reads the book, jives with every word of it, loves it. The other listens to the book, fucking hates it. And the other person doesn't even read the book or listen to it. And we're here today to do a book review, folks. Let's get it. And if that isn't diversity, I don't know what is. <laughs> they didn't read the book. We're doing a book review. I've been reading it this entire time. <laughs> He's almost done it. What page are you on? I'm on page 41. I'm on the last chapter, oh, man. Nice. That's have why been, we're doing Have you been episode. skimming it or actually reading every word? Dan, why don't you shut your horn mouth? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're probably further than I've gotten. So, <laughs> um, Although if you listen to it on Spotify, it had uh, some pretty loud ads uh, during it. Did so, it actually? Yeah, it did. Wow. It was like JD Sports or something. I don't oh know. Yeah, God. guys, you're welcome. We don't have ads because you already know Like, I'd, I'd fuck up the, the post when I put the audio in way what too What do you loud. mean? This episode's brought to us by Starbucks. Ooh. Fuels? Don't say that. No, no, fuck Starbucks. <laughs> I didn't give a shit for this. Yeah, no. It's not brought to you by Starbucks. Yeah. So about Rage Shadow <laughs> <laughs> The last chapter is on Serenity. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah. rings a bell. That does? Yeah. The, the, the name of the chapter, not anything else. What's your definition oh, of Serenity? Oh, uh, actually, wait, no, it's kind of I like, have it. it. I have the, I have it right here. That's what you got. The definition of Serenity. He who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure. I th- yeah, I kind of remember. I don't think I fell asleep actually, but it, it's kind of this <sighs> gives last me chills. This last chapter is kind of about like if you are kind of at peace with your thoughts and don't have necessarily any negative thoughts, it brings about a kind of calmness and like confidence in yourself. Yeah, to the point where it's kind of like you don't really have to worry about anything. Have you conquered doubt and fear, Shane? I'm definitely on my way there. That's my that's my goal. You know, to approach any situation with a level of, like, not fuck you attitude, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I don't really care what happens here because I know I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, like, I, I can't wait to get into this. We don't appropriately, at least I don't, appropriately set the stakes on what things are worth emotionally. You know what I mean? There will be something very small. And I will blow it up in my head or there will be something huge that like matters for my future. And I'll be like, nah, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So setting an emotional valence on what actually matters is like the key to being like a functional human. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like working so hard on those quizzes, but then just like not even showing up for the exam. It's like, bro, (laughs) the quizzes were worth like five marks. Like, why do you work so hard on those when you didn't show up to the exam? We're not doing any schoolwork besides the exams. Yeah. 
I've done I, that on multiple courses. Yeah. <laughs> Almost all of them, actually. How'd that work? Listen, Dan well, was an animal in school. Yeah. Dan, yeah. Dan would do the math and be like, yeah, if I get if I get these marks on this stuff, I don't even have to show up to the test and I'll still get an 80. I was like, is that what you're going to do? And it was more like yeah. a 65 or a 70, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, sorry for pumping up your tires, man. I'll yeah, just I know, go man. fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, um, uh, we're going for degrees and degree C's get degrees, so... Yeah. And Steven is pretty good at pumping up tires. Yep. Big shout out to, <laughs> big shout out to my favorite mechanic. <laughs> That's like such a backhanded compliment. <laughs> hey, you're good at something, but just so you know, it's still a trade and you didn't go to school. Well, okay. To go I went off to college that, one day a week. I'll have you know. To, to go off that point, I don't think a university or like higher education is necessarily worth it. Or necessary. You're right. I got like, paid to go to school. What about you guys? Well, I didn't. You paid and, to go to Harvard just to get a plaque on your wall. But that mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the point I'm getting at. But like the point I'm getting at is there's a lot of uh, courses and stuff that you can go into, like a lot of the humanities, philosophy and stuff like that, where you can get a degree, but it doesn't necessarily help you or like contribute to society. And on the other hand, you could just listen to our podcast and absorb 122 years worth of knowledge in two quick episodes. What? 122 <laughs> years? And where's that? I think you need to go back from? to go to. You need to go back to school to do so some math. So if or, he if he published it in 1903, then that would be 119 years. Sorry. Okay. Yep. My bad. I was getting really confused. You're doing some R. Kelly math there. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't account for appreciation or depreciation, my <laughs> man. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, so back back to the. Con- like, I actually got <laughs> him to laugh. This is good. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I'm sure R. Kelly have said it, like, just based on some of the stuff he's done. Did you, did you see that one thing on like self improvement? I know you haven't because this is so vague. But it was like, oh yeah, make sure to um, have positive affirmations about yourself. And it like jumps to Kanye West. He just goes, "I'm God." Show <laughs> 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 Kanye, I am God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that, but I'd imagine like you can put anything in front of Kanye and then that's the response to be funny. Well, hey, if you know if you're confident about yourself and you know that you can do it, he who knows is ready to become something higher and stronger than a mere bundle of wavering thoughts and fluctuating sensations. That's when you turn like the blunt object to like a razor sharp spear. Yeah, now we're stabbing with spoons here. Hell yeah. The thing is though, like you can have a blunt object or a spear, but depending on how determined you are, you can still kill someone with either. Why does mm-hmm. it have to why do you have to kill somebody? Well, dude? we're talking about a club or a spear. Just just a metaphor. Just a metaphor. Yeah. Just a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like just saying. <laughs> we got them, boys. <laughs> Five oh we go on in now. <laughs> just saying, if the metaphor is a spear, yeah. You don't need a spear to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So what would you use as a your weapon of choice? I don't know. What was the first? What I'm was definitely the first taking question? a Roman legion short sword. What was the first question that we ever asked on the podcast about like a bear fight or something like that? And like, what weapon would you use? I swear we had that on the podcast or something. I think I it was think just it. like if you, it was like pick the biggest animal that you think you could realistically take. Yeah, then I feel like you could fuck some animals up. No, I'd probably say dog is probably like depending on the dog too. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a German Shepherd that's been like like police trained. Probably, no. probably couldn't mess with it. You know what? You know what fight occurs? I'm, I'm in pretty my head? realistic though. Like I, 
I don't want to fight an animal, but if I had yeah. to, it'd probably like dog would be. The Do biggest. you ever think about fighting animals? No, I'm. I'm. I okay. think I'm sane. So I every don't. time, no, like it's not even that. Like, <laughs> I had coyotes like sniffing my ass when I was in my hammock, okay. and I'm like, man, if I have to fight one of these coyotes, it's literally gonna be like some life or death shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that scares yeah. you, and you just have like these vivid fights in your dream, and it's like, man, like I'm just trying to sleep. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't want to get in a fight right now. The dog, like that's why I say like the dog is probably the biggest animal I'd be able to fight because like mm-hmm. there's so many variety of dog too where mm-hmm. it's just like trained dog yeah tr- like a trained german shepherd or like a wild animal mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay well so what's the dumbest big animal you can fuck up dumbest big animal that i can mess like up like maybe a really stupid kangaroo i could get in the scrap oh no i wouldn't no, kangaroos mess. will drown yeah. you bro kangaroos are honestly pretty efficient killing machines yeah one kick from those is just like if you get kicked in the throat or like the chest oh you're done you're done mm-hmm. yeah it'll so. just cave you in man a uh, big animal. Maybe you could like drag a manatee out of the water. Just wait. I don't know. I think the biggest animal <laughs> I could probably mess up was yeah. a human. Yeah. Because right? you got to think of it like That's we're, fair. we're animals. That's a good animal, right? so. yeah. Top of the food chain. Way to aim high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an apex predator. <laughs> yeah. So, Stephen, what is your definition? Actually, no, you already said your definition. It's straight from the book. What is your definition the of serenity, Dan? Serenity? I don't know. Like <laughs> cut and dry. I yeah, don't know. Kinda, this is a like, podcast, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> I realize that. Yeah. Elaborate. Uh, I guess like I don't know, being at peace with yourself, like and kind of like the stuff around. Like you don't necessarily have to. Are be, you at peace with yourself, Dan? I would assume so. I mean, I'm not pissed off at myself, so okay. Take that how you will. Are you <laughs> at peace with yourself, Shane? Like there's that, there's definitely stuff that I can improve on, but <clears throat> yeah, bro. <laughs> I feel it. Shut up. I'm at, I'm at peace with myself, with the universe. <laughs> you know what serenity is, though. Tell me, Shane. It's when you look at a sunset, and it's like, man, whoever created this isn't taking any credit for it, and that's dope as fuck. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. I, like, used, there's not I a take Snapchat to, like, the sunset yeah. a lot, like, outside of my work as it, like, caresses over the clouds, and yeah. it's like, and I just, like, take a snap, and then I'll always caption it, sky, like, the sky is very beautiful, just like you, and I'll send it to, like, six people. Wow. You're a man whore. I've never yeah. received one of these. Probably because I wouldn't respond to it. Yeah. Honestly. Maybe because you're yeah. not as beautiful as a sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two ways of thinking. I uh, usually like, I, of course, I always send it to my girlfriend because I'm a simp, and then I send it to like Keegan and Dylan and Jason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. though, it's like whoever created the sky and the sunset, like greater than us, they don't have like their watermark in there. You know what I mean? Like, yo, yo, like the sky, follow me at JD Creations. From it's, there's nothing stupid like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's unspoken, it's unexplainable, and it's just fucking beautiful. That's serenity. Do you find that your dreams tie into your, uh, like your, your physical dreams when you're sleeping at night tie into the dreams that you actually want to accomplish in life? Whoa. Okay. We can get into dreams. I've Um, done, I've had a lot of thought about dreams because I've had some very realistic dreams in my life. The dreams that I've been having recently, they're either like absolutely crazy. They make no sense and they have no correlation to like anything that I've doing or have been doing or Mm. they're like extremely realistic scenarios. Mm hmm. Just like scenarios that I would encounter, but there's nothing special about them. Well, what about you? So, based on like 
actual laboratory research dreams if you just take the substance out of it like word for word what happened it literally like it's it's nonsensical yeah but if you take the gist of what's going on oh you were mad at something and you like beat it up i would analyze the feeling and the vibe i get from them yeah so if it's like oh someone like i gave something to someone and then i was like super grateful for that whole scenario happening and playing out then it's like, oh, I wake up and that's like something I feel good about, right? So I take the feeling and the overall message more okay. than like the the events because the events are nonsensical. Yeah, I guess like I've had some dreams when I was a little where like, you know, when you have dreams and it's kind of like, the, like you kind of forget about them and then when something actually happens, it's like... It reminds me of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I've had those in the past, but I don't really have those anymore. Um, I guess dreams, I don't really... If I have them, I don't remember them anymore, like a lot of them. Do you want to hear what I dreamt about last night or do you want to finish that up? Well, I, I'll, I guess I'll finish. But like um, like the dreams I have, at least some of them recently, are kind of just like with like with my work and deadlines coming up. It's like, okay, I must be a little bit stressed because of this deadline. Mm, like I, I can kind of correlate I'm having this dream because of this situation in my life. Do you ever visualize balance sheets in your head when you close your eyes? No. When you're dreaming? Bro, I had an accounting like final and I would li- I was literally doing so many balance sheets, like practicing over and over and over that when I closed my eyes and went into my dream, like I would literally get balances and I'd like it, it was like some numbers game shit going on in like in my consciousness. I think crazy. the thing I hate about school the most is whenever you did an assignment and they had you do like do the like draw the balance sheet or whatever. Yeah. You waste so much time and like just drawing it out and organizing it. Mm-hmm. When in reality we all work with computers now. Yeah. So, so what did you dream about last night, Shane? Oh, you're curious. Okay. Of course, I'm curious. So this actually has is kind of related to a, a show I watched. It was called. It's just like some cartoon called like Epitheta Race. It's kind of like X Men, but like a cartoon, right? Okay. And so I watched like the first episode of that. X Men isn't a cartoon. That was a blunder, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it, it was kind of the same just as the first episode. So like, what you experience in your reality definitely dictates some of your dreams. In this dream, I was robbing like a bank or like a museum or something. Like I was trying to get something valuable out of like this big facility, right? And I go in and I take out the security guards and I'm in there like... Define take out the security guards. Like, I'm actually really like, into like how people will, will... Like I whack them. You yeah. know what I mean? They're done. Like non-lethal or lethal? I don't know. In my dream, they didn't get up. I didn't check their pulse. Okay, okay, I'm going to let you finish your story, but then remind me because I want to get back to that topic. Okay. So anyway, I like just take them out like splinter cell style. And then I'm going through, like, looking for the loot. But then all of a sudden, I realize that without any security guards there, no one's stopping the pedestrians from just walking into the museum or the bank and just doing their shit, right? (laughs) So all of a sudden, it's like mid-heist. I'm sitting there, like, looking around for stuff. And then people are sitting there reading the newspaper. And I'm like, people are sitting there getting coffee and drinking it and, like, going to the tellers or whatever. And I'm like... I'm like, bro, this is a fucking robbery. Like, <laughs> but then it's like, when the cops showed up, I'm like, oh, they're like, who, who's doing it? Who's doing it? And I'm just like, trying to blend in, like trying to be one of the civvies the whole time. And I'm like, yo, this is such a fuck dream. Um, yeah, was, that's all I got. <laughs> so, so what I wanted to get in on is, how does it make you feel about committing such heinous acts in your dreams? I feel like that's the only place I can actually do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there's like, there's, so I've had, I've had dreams where I've been like, a pirate surfing mm-hmm. the seas, literally like like full on like pirate to pirate battle, sinking other ships. And I've had I've also had dreams where I've been like protecting a farm from cowboys. And I'm talking like I have straight up borderline executed a cowboy 
for invading this fictitious land. And there was no remorse. I'm talking like like 44 Magnum to the forehead, Boom. took the time, pulled the hammer back, and then shot this guy. Damn. Now, the other weird thing is that there's never, for what, there's never like any gore in any of my dreams. That's why I said I don't know if I actually killed him or not. Yeah, so, no so it's like, it's like, I, I shot this guy in the face. Yeah. This guy falls over. There's no like bullet exit wound, massive. His head explodes. No, he just like falls over. And I just like, to me, like in my mind at the moment, he's dead. But Boom. then when I wake up like later, I'm thinking, I'm like, where's the I'm bomb? a murderer. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was like, I sunk a ship and there was like probably 30 other pirates on it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that was, that was, it was doggy. I was telling Dylan about it and I was like, bro, is it weird that I've straight up just executed people in my dreams and felt no remorse out of it? Mm-hmm. Like I, like I was just protecting the farm or like, I was just, you know, it was sink or be synced. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a doggy dog world, man. Don't worry about it. Wow. That's but crazy. like, you got to bring this back to one of the other chapters. Like if the circumstance arrived in real life, would you, because you think that way and that's your subconscious or whatever, do you think you would be in the same situation where you would, kind of do the same thing in real life it would make sense like if you actually took everything realistic about the dream and put it into real life like if i was actually on a farm protecting it from rampaging like cowboys and i had a gatling gun yeah or if i was actually a pirate surfing the seas and sinking other ships and like yeah i guess i would do those things maybe not if i knew everything i knew now and i just suddenly decided to go become a pirate i wouldn't be doing those things so like Certain areas of your brain are shut off during sleep. Mm-hmm. Like if you tried to remember who, who you were in that scenario, you know, your past, your morals, stuff like that. Yeah. You you're just probably couldn't think about those yeah. like, intricately. You're just in the moment, completely present in the dream. Yeah. You know you're just I mean? placed in the scenario. Cause like uh, to me, the main form, the main emotion dreams are meant to enact out of you is anxiety. It's meant to like train you for potential circumstances. Hmm. That is how I perceive most dreams. But why are your dreams training you to be a pirate? <laughs> it's you know? not about being a pirate. <laughs> it's not, being a pirate, it's like... not about being a pirate. It's about like like being attacked, I guess, or like it, it's to simulate anxiety. Right. That is my take on it. Because like to me, that that is the purpose of dream is to prepare you for certain events that would be considered dangerous that you would have to like fight your way out of. So like, how else do you get these experiences? True. So. Yeah. The dream, and this is how Jordan B. Peterson sees it, is like a simulation. It's from Jungian thinking, like mm-hmm. Carl Jung. A dream is essentially a simulation of reality that can be done without risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if you're like super afraid to walk up and talk to that girl in person because you think you're going to die, you do it in your dream. And then you play out that um, that channel and yeah. see where it leads, right? Or if you're super afraid of dying from a pirate, you play out that channel and see where it leads, right? Yeah. It's almost like running an alternate um, scenario of like what reality could be if I were in this situation to see where it leads. So that way, instead of walking into all these traps, you walk in, like you send like a hologram essentially. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that's a trap. Or, oh, it was fine, right? Yeah. So that's how you extend like your map of thinking, your mental map via dreams. You don't have to do everything in the world to understand everything in the world if you're doing half those things in your dream. Yeah, that's why I feel like my dreams are more set to like prepare for potential outcomes, not really be like my dreams are not like achievement dreams. They're not like me being the best or whatever. They're not like the top of my like destiny or something. It's like, it's these random scenarios like that. 
you find your dream? Uh, I guess you already said that you forget yeah. your dreams. Well, I, I don't like if I do dream, I forget them. You forget ninety percent of your dreams within ten minutes of waking up. You got to write them down the moment you wake up. Yeah, I don't. Did I, I don't did really tell care you? that much about writing stuff down. Like, I don't feel like I need that. I got I a know. dream journal, eh? I I've written down a couple of my if they're really interesting, if they're really intricate, interesting, and like very vivid, I will write them down. Yeah. But if it's just like a normal like whatever, then yeah. Sometimes, like I look, I've looked at them afterwards, and it's literally just complete nonsense a lot of the time. You know, you know what what's I mean? funny is to go back to that dream journal and read a dream that you've forgotten, and just yeah. read it, and you're like, I dreamt about but this. <laughs> the things I write down are literally like one sentence long, and trying to encapsulate all that like nonsense. Oh, I write the whole paragraph sentence. of like how, oh, like what I did, what I said, what happened. Wow, who I thought was there. I don't. Even, I can't believe you remember that much from the dream. That's crazy. You don't remember that much. Do you dream in color? I've never met anyone who doesn't dream in color. I dream in color. Yeah, it'd be like L.A. Noir if I never <laughs> dreamt in color. <laughs> well, okay. Well, does a colorblind person dream in color? Well, yeah, they're colorblind. It's not like unless they're like grayscaled. Then I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depends on the colorblindness. I don't know why. I just whenever I think colorblind, I think they just see. That's a good question, though. Yeah. On the topic question. of on the topic of dreams that I'm reading here in visions and ideals. Do you want to play the music for this one, Shane? It's on. The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn. The bird waits in the egg. And in the highest vision, the soul a walking angel stirs. Dreams are the seedlings of realities. That's so powerful. It is very powerful. And I read that and that's what made me think about my pirate and cowboy dreams. It's like... What am I, how do I relate these things? Mm-hmm. The seedlings of my reality is executing cowboys for invading my ranch. And killing pirates. Yeah. That, well, that's why you can't look at the specifics because like I said, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. But if you look at the gist of things. But I won. I was attacked and I won. There you go. There you go. That goes. Analyzed. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely think thoughts are the seedlings of your reality. Like if you always think every day that you're just like never going to make it anywhere, it's going to be true. And if you always think like, like my dad always thought like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like really successful. I'm going to, I'm going to have like a a house and like kids and like cars and all that I'm proud of. And when he thought that he has worked in like a factory, like minimum wage job, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's like, who in that scenario thinks like that? You know what I mean? You'd be looking at him like, bro, you're ridiculous to think like that. But then he he made something of himself. And, yeah. And that's pretty cool. So I definitely believe in this. And he was actually into like a lot of the the positive um, psychology waves that we're getting into now. What so do you think about that, Dan? This shit works. What is your current mentality? Well, I guess like going on, I, I was more. In terms of where you are and where you want to be. How do you think about it? I mean, honestly, I think. There's more that I want to do, but it overall, like, I'm in a good spot, right? Like, I don't know if that... You're content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, going off of what Shane was saying, I kind of think of it more of, like, people that kind of... You can have dreams and try to achieve them, or you could have kind of, like, a negative mentality and feel like the world owes you. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the world owes you nothing. Mm. Like it, it's all about what you put into is what you get out. I, you're right. And I, I think I want to add on to that. I think a lot of people mix up that, that 
thought process and that mentality is a lot of people have that the world owes me mentality. They think that because they were dealt a bad hand or because they were unfortunate in life or because they just didn't get it the way they thought they would, that the world owes them for their misfortune instead of just like picking, picking up the slack that they've so generously cut off for themselves and working towards something instead of just like sitting there and just, just like wallowing in your own self pit of despair. Mm. And then at the same time, it's a lot of people misplace where they owe like their loyalty or their values or their time. Like a lot of people will be working a job for like, for example, they'll be working a job that they don't like or that they're not treated well or that they're not valued as like what they're worth to this company. And then when you like bring up like, oh, if you're so unhappy there, then why don't you quit? And it's always like, you'll hear the excuses like, oh, like, I don't know what they do without me. They don't have someone to replace me. It's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like, you don't, you don't owe like these there, people so. anyway. You, you don't owe this company anything. You've like, people seem to forget that you do the job, you get paid for it. You're square. Right. They, they paid you. They are they are no longer indebted to you for your service. It's transactional. Yeah, it is purely transactional. You have done what you have been essentially contracted to do. You don't necessarily owe this company anything better. If if you're unhappy in your job, if you're unhappy where you are, you need to do something about it, not make excuses as to why you should stay in that position. Right. Do you know what I mean? Do you have somebody that's like that has a job or, or they're in a position that they don't like? Yeah, but they, they seem they reluctant to move out of it. They dig themselves their own hole. They dig themselves their own grave because if they say, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't wash dishes. I'm not a dishwasher and you just do a complete shit job at that. Yeah. Then why would they give you any more responsibility if you can't even wash dishes? You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, what you should be looking at is I'm going to be the best friggin' dishwasher ever. And then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this guy actually cares about his work. He's passionate about it. Let's get him on track to being that GM that he thinks that he is. Versus why would we give this guy who slacks the, the head position? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like you have to prove your worth if you want to get anywhere. And I guess going back, because I didn't really answer, I kind of just said I was content. But like in terms of goals, I do want to get my CPA and like try to do a bit more in terms of like reading and like that kind of stuff. But like mm-hmm. overall, it's kind of I'm happy where I am now and I just have to work a little bit more towards finishing some of the schooling stuff. I'm going to go in depth here. Why is it? that you want your CPA? Like what is that actually getting for you? So getting my, it's, it's basically just like a professional designation, right? So chartered professional. Account, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it basically means that it, well, basically it means that I have, it certifies that I have a wider range of knowledge and it opens more opportunities and doors. If I do want to take them mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm pretty because I'm happy where I am, yep. I don't necessarily need to. But so are you basing it on happiness? Like I'm zooming completely out here. It's like, okay, you got a job that you're happy with. So why would you put yourself through? But I'm playing devil's advocate here, by the right. way. Why would you put yeah. yourself through all this stress, all this work, all this time and effort? If you're just going to be happy, aren't you already happy now? Why would you, why would you go through all that? Well, the thing is like, I can be happy now, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, if you can be happy, but just because you're doing, if you're doing the same thing every day, it doesn't mean it's going to get boring over time. Yeah. Right. So like there's trying to find stuff that will continuously challenge you or invite new opportunities, even though you might not necessarily change careers or jobs all the time. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's perfectly reasonable to try and do. 
Mm. It's always growing. Yeah. And I am playing devil's advocate right. here because I am definitely like a big motivator of like, yeah, like skill acquisition is so fucking cool. I think skill acquisition is like the reason I'm happy to be alive on this planet. I'll give you an example. And I love this example. You don't just read the book just to check put, a, put a check yeah. mark on the page. I've read that book. You don't just go to school to make your parents happy. You know what I mean? You go to school so you can learn a skill to make the world a better place, to right. give yourself worth. And then the more skills you learn, just stack on top of that. You can build a house. You can bake a fucking huge cake. You can do someone's taxes and get them a bunch of money back in returns. Like that is an actual skill that has worth and value. It's like, man, why would you not want to go do something like extraordinary with your life with that in mind? Like, why would you ever want to be complacent knowing that you have the potential to do so much more? Yeah. Complacency I mean, kills. Complacency can kill the mind. Man, I like this side of Stephen. This, like, city. You need, like, a cigar in your mouth. Complacency kills. I have kind of conflicting opinions on higher education. Like, if for mm. me, it's kind of, like, with the amount of knowledge, like you don't need to have a university or college education to be successful. And I think that's a yeah. problem that in our society, that's, it's huge. But even picking up, a, not even like, look in the term of picking up a skill more broadly, not just like. You can do it from anywhere. Yeah. Not just like going to heart and taking a Harvard online course just so you can have the plaque saying that right. you did that math course. Think of it like you learned how to juggle. Right, you don't need to you go do, to yeah. school for that. Yeah, and you don't need a certificate saying I know how to juggle or right. anything. You like just that. know how to do it. Like I think, but going back to the higher education thing, it's like just because you get a certificate and it says, "Okay, I achieved this," doesn't mean it's necessarily fulfilling or will help you in the long run. Exactly. And I think that's something that our generation and generations behind us need to kind of learn. It's what you get from it is what matters. Right. Not just the title, not just the paper. It's like, what can you do with that now? Right. And I think a lot of people kind of look at the trades and jobs like that, where it's just like, I don't want to do that because it's dirty and messy. I want to be on my computer or behind a desk all day. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, I, I also had like an opinion of like, oh, well, I don't like, I felt that way too. And it's just like, mm -hmm. hold on a second. They're doing a job that I don't necessarily want to do. And that's completely like that. I can completely respect that. And mm -hmm. if, Dan respects me. You heard <laughs> it here first. Well, it's like if you're doing something that contribute, like if you have a wide, like someone that has different skills than you other that, like if all of us went and took like a liberal arts kind of university course, mm -hmm. I would argue that all three of us would be completely useless in most <laughs> Like aspects of life. Big shout outs to all the liberal arts majors on the other Left on Red podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not listening. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. They probably yeah, didn't you go heard, to school. You heard it here from Shane. If you have a liberal arts degree, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's definitely stuff that there's like, if you're going to do a course, there's definitely courses that you can take that will give you a wider breadth of knowledge and more useful skills. Like well, I would, hey, at the end of the day, I don't have a liberal, liberal arts degree. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. So if you have one, good for you. Mm -hmm. Humanity surges with but uncontrolled you also paid like passion. like $100,000 and that's stupid. <laughs> Imagine, wait, wait, Steven. Back, if, back to Dan getting canceled. If you get paid to take a liberal arts degree, do you think that's a good investment? I have no idea what would even be like... 
inside of a liberal, liberal arts degree. In other words, how much would someone have to pay you to take this? Going in... How much does it cost? I don't know. How much would someone have to pay you to take it? Like the Am tuition? I full-time? How long is this? There's way more things that I okay, think of. Okay. This is why I suck at hypotheticals because yeah. I need to know everything. So it'd, be, it'd be about four and a half years. It'd be about... <laughs> how many hours a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, well, full time, dude. Four and a half years. Okay, it'll take four and a half. Four and a half years, years basically full time. You can work if you want to, but you know, um, it would cost. Let's say, let's university is getting stupid expensive, so it's. About, and it would get you nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it costs you about ten thousand dollars in tuition. You also have to factor in rent and all that other bullshit. But the, uh, but the but the question is, how much would they pay me to do it? So basically, just like take so cover all of my costs. Yeah. And then I guess if it's taking four years, four and a half, <laughs> four and a half years, the prime of your life. Uh, I don't want to comment on this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad if anyone has a liberal arts degree and you're listening to this right now. I mean, we're getting canceled for this. I I, like, you know, you're gonna get like I didn't go to college, or university, so I don't. I don't understand the. These are like the most volatile people in society. Are the liberals? <laughs> you're like just shitting on. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's pretty much all me. Uh, so fuck Shane, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I have a similar opinion to you. We haven't really flushed it out, but I think. Yeah. But what we're going back on is like, I, I don't find a job that's just like kind of sits behind a computer today very fulfilling. I find most of those jobs like a hit of dopamine. Like we're saying, it's almost like a video game, yeah. right? Where it's like you're behind a screen, you're getting a hit, hit of dopamine. I have never found any job more fulfilling than working with my hands and like building something from literally nothing on the ground to like a structure in front of me. Like, all right, that's cool as fuck. You know? Right. Yeah. Me, when I see a, an oil painting picture of Justin Trudeau, I don't know. I never got the degree. <laughs> no dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like with my job, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't see it as a dopamine hit. I think of it like you work with your hands and you get to build something. Mm -hmm. But with what I do, it's kind of like, some of the stuff that the clients bring in is such a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. And it's I can just, only imagine. it's just like, Oh, okay. I figured out this puzzle. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's not necessarily immediate. It's kind of, it's annoying at times and it's not necessarily stressful, but like, it's kind of just like, you have to figure out what this person was doing and talk to them and realize they don't really know what they're doing half the time. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, but it, the thing I find interesting is you get paid in correlation that the bigger the bigger problems you solve. So the bigger problem that you solve, the more complex problem that you can solve, the more you're going to get paid. Right. And how fast you can teach like a like a a guy our age to do it will directly reflect how much you get paid for that. So let's say it takes someone out of college three months of training to do your job. Hypothetically, um, they're going to get paid like probably close to um, like two to three dollars above minimum wage. Versus if it took a guy out of college like six years to master a skill that it then like that they're going to get paid like 30 bucks over minimum wage because obviously it takes a lot more time to right. do that. Right. That's another cool thing about skill acquisition and why it's more important to use a spear than a hammer is because if you're just working all these like minimum wage jobs and you're just like learning a little bit about like the food industry or a little bit about like the janitorial industry or like a little bit about like whatever industry is like minimum wage next, you're not really going to get really far. Right. Right. But if you focus all your efforts instead of picking one menial job for five years, but like go hard into one job for five years straight, all of a sudden you've pretty much mastered that and people are going to pay you exponentially more than anyone that just got off the boat. 
Yeah. I don't mean that and like I don't don't flag me for like some foreigners shouldn't get paid or anything like that. Like all the power to them. But um Well, I think one of the, like I don't know, when you were saying the don't use the hammer, use the spear or whatever, I kinda mm-hmm. think of it like you can use the hammer to build the spear. Uh, that's just the thought I had Whoa. in my mind. It doesn't necessarily correlate. Well, you're kind of getting into like the teach, like give a man a fish, teach a man to fish. Yeah. I see, I see what you're getting at. Are you talking about going deeper into... I don't know what I'm talking about. I just had that thought in my mind. <laughs> because <Great. laughs> this, is, this is a great metaphor for something. Yeah, I, I, I think we're about to strike oil here. Um, Damn, we're supposed to be pretending to be intellectuals. Well, I am pretending. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, but you're telling people that you know that you you don't know. It's pretending. You got to be like, oh. yeah, yeah. I completely know, but Shane, continue. <laughs> because <laughs> it takes some hammering around before you can actually get, like, it'll be like, like, boom, 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 bing. And they go, oh, that's the thing I should attack with the spear. You know what I mean? Right. So sometimes it does take some blundering around in our early years to be like, I definitely don't want to do that. And then you go, oh, well, I do like this aspect of it. So I'm going to move in that direction, right? Oh, I know I don't want to work with my hands. I want to work on a computer. Okay, well, there's all these jobs on the computer. Which one do I like the most? Do I like day trading? Uh too risky. I don't, I don't fuck with that. Well, I'm pretty analytical. Maybe let's try accounting. You know what I mean? So it's like you use the hammer to test for the studs, essentially. And you're right. like, oh, this is where I'm at. This is what I fuck with. I so. think a big problem with that is a lot of that's kind of getting taken out of high school from my understanding. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, if you want to do that, I mean, $10,000 in the university. Whoa, what do you mean it's getting taken out of high school? Like, I don't I, maybe not taken out of, but like there's definitely a push in high school okay, well, you want to go to university, you want to go to, like, higher education, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, did you ever talk to your guidance counselor? Did they ever try to push you in that direction or you just... Yeah, but I never told them really what I wanted to do. It's like I was holding a secret this whole time. Yeah. I could tell you exactly how my guidance counselor appointment went with trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I laid out the four things that I wanted to do. And she said, if you want to do three of these things, you'll need to come back to school for next year. And I was like, I can't really do that because I don't have any memory of half of high school. She was like, okay, I guess you're going to be a mechanic then. Hmm. So that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) you're talking like you were talking to her in grade 12 and she was saying come back for grade 13. Uh, This would have been like the beginning of grade 12. Okay. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that actually went and did grade 13 and it's just like they quit. Well, I, don't, I, I say I know a lot of people, but like I'm sure there's like two or three that come to mind. Yeah, that did grade thirteen and realized a lot of them through. just do the first semester and then they just like yeah. they get accepted to the school anyways and they just quit. Yeah, stop mm-hmm. going. Yeah, like if I can get into Harvard, you can get in the school that you want. Yeah, it's an online course. I mean, there's got to be different types of. Uh, <laughs> I like get it. You, you have a certificate. Prerequisites at all? Yeah, it's the same thing with me becoming a. Uh, what do we become? Oh, uh, a minister. Yeah. yeah becoming an ordained <laughs> minister. <laughs> Did we talk about this on the podcast at all? Have I not told you how, like, There's Dan like, is? is like, yeah, like seven of our oh, friends. Dan, you became a minister yeah. as well. Yeah, like seven of us became ordained ministers in December. Honestly, if I ever have a wedding, I want to invite you all. I want seven ministers in the house. I we just have to, like, print out, like, like the, the online form. Yeah. And then you fill yeah. it out. And then basically, it, like... I'm, I think, I don't know if anybody else actually looked at that or I was the only one that kind of dug around in some of the stuff, but they actually give you a lot of resources to like fill out like 
like the uh, like ceremonies and stuff like that to help you actually do them. Yeah. It's not just like, oh yeah, you're just an ordained minister. It's like it actually gives you a lot of resources. It gives you like to all the templates too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that's was... when people are like, oh, it's just some stupid thing he said. It's like, no, it's like actually like legit. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it just it just looks really it's dumb. So it looks so fucking scary. It looks so PC. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it can't insult any party. It had like every flag yeah. on there you can imagine. Every yeah. religion is stamped on there. Yeah. It's like. We were we supposed to support like the Rastas and the Jews. Like, do you want to be anything? Come yeah. be a minister. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's I think crazy. It, I think it's more of just like the, there's different religious ceremonies and stuff in terms mm-hmm. when it comes to marriage, and there's some that don't have any. But mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, someone has to. It has to be like officiated or whatnot. So that's the one that covers them all. And then based on whatever wedding you're going to, you, you would customize it for oh. like I, I think. The form itself is the same across all religions. It's just like a legal government form. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like the actual ceremony, if they want a ceremony or not, like that's when it gets customized into the different religions and stuff like that. But yeah. He's got the job. I feel like he knows what he's talking about. That, that's good. He's just pretending. You, know, you read the fine print <laughs> and the MP I've said points. this multiple times today. I'm good at making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I'd be a perfect minister. What? I'm just going to pay the $40 to actually get my certificate. Yeah, actually, you have to, I think you have to, if you're actually going to oh, do it, Oh, they're raking it in. Yeah. They literally have a bunch of like empty Google Docs. And it's like, no, it's like, like, like I'm an ordained minister for all intents and purposes, but if I want the physical certificate, it's like $44. Well, okay. And I think you need the physical certificate if you were going to yes. ordain somebody. So. Just say it's COVID. I'm not there in person, but I'll, I'll send you the PDF. Can you imagine getting married over Zoom? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure people have done it. Um, Could you imagine getting married in general? Jesus Christ. Uh, Dan, you said that you're very convincing, I guess, spewing bullshit. What's something that you've convinced someone like they were so gullible? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm very good at convincing. I'm just good at spewing bullshit. What's the difference, though? You know what I mean? Like, if you're spewing bullshit and I'm taking it in, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's convincing me. Your mind? Okay, but my <laughs> my question is like, what's the last thing, or what's like one memorable thing that you've actually convinced someone that was true that was just like complete bullshit? I mean, if Dan didn't throw me under the bus, we probably could have had Shane thinking that I actually read the book. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah, uh, God, what's a good like? Ex- tell me anything from the book, Shane, and I'll work off of it while Dan thinks. Okay. Um, my favorite part of the book is your mind is akin to a garden. If your mind is full of un, unpruned uh, plants, then all of a sudden all the trees, all the beautiful thoughts get covered in these weeds. That's why you have to go through and, and pluck all the negative thoughts from, from your head so they don't run rampant in your garden. So it's like pulling weeds from your garden. Yeah. Pulling the negative thoughts out of your mind. Yeah. That's it's definitely a good practice. You got to gotta know when to pull those negative thoughts out you got to know when to isolate them, get rid of them, and support a positive influx of imagination and thought. Yeah, like if there's too much negative swirling around in there, it's just sucking energy away from the positive. My question to you is, how do you go about pruning the negative thoughts from your mind to leave room for the positive? Well, it's kind of like a fight, because as they said, a man who conquers fear and doubt is, I forget the rest. (laughs) 
You just read the book like 30 seconds ago. You How had the you book forget? in your hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. But Come like, on, you got this. There's so many pages. It's hard. It's hard. 45 pages. Uh, you know what? I actually dead ass opened up to it. <laughs> he who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure. His yeah. every thought is allied with power and all difficulties are bravely met and wisely overcome. His purposes are seasonally planted and they bloom and bring forth fruit, which does not fall prematurely to the ground. Hmm. That's a good thing too, is knowing when you're knowing when those positive affirmations of thought are ready to actually like mature as in you as a person. Because huh. you know they say it's like if you do something for a week, it's like if you do something for a week, it's it's just like a whim. If you do it for a month, it becomes a habit. If you do it for like six months, it becomes a trait. If you do it for if you do it for a year, it becomes part of you. Yeah, your character. And like I've actually been thinking about this recently because I feel like I'm such I'm I'm a much different person than I was months ago I was starting to ask myself is this me because it's not who I was for such a long time for, this is but so now I'm just now I'm just such this different person that I've like had this like random conflict with myself like irrationally thinking like is this who I am it's the new you yeah exactly and that's why I was thinking well no I've just manifested a more positive affirmation of myself and it's just starting and it's, and it's maturing like if if I have to comment on Basically, based you on tell me that I'm still some piece of shit or something. <laughs> well, no, like I'm already under the bus, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like, like comparing your personality and like at least your outward behavior around me or like listening to this podcast, it's like how how you were like six months, t- twelve months, a year ago or whatever. Comparing that to now, I would say like I would argue that at least in my mind, it's like oh man, you turned into a hippie. I think so. He was like <laughs> meditating in the moonlight with no shirt on. I, I'd say I was pre- you just need to get one of these bead bracelets, man. Bracelets, yeah. bracelets, bracelets. I don't know. That's just like, like I, I, you're not a hippie, but like, just like I, I the, the, don't get, don't get me wrong. I can see how it looks like, like just that. the drastic. <laughs> I see how it looks. I promise. Yeah, just the drastic <laughs> change from how you were to kind of how you are now. It's like, oh man. Would you argue the changes for the better or the worse? Talking I mean, about my changes or changes in general? Changes in Steven. Okay. I would say, I, I would argue it shouldn't matter to me because... Damn. It, Damn. What a dodge to the question, but <sighs> no, what a because, perfect answer as well. Because, like, if it doesn't matter, like, if... What's the best way to describe? Like, I feel if, like a clingy girlfriend here, but no, but, like, what do you think, though? It well, doesn't be, matter. No, but, of, like, I just want to know. The end of the, at the end of the day, Damn, I won't be mad. It's if he feels like he's in a better spot than he was when he was feeling like the opposite way. Like if he's changed and he feels better about that change. Oh my gosh. Then that's all that really matters. Like I, whether or not I necessarily agree with all like the changes, like what you believe now and kind of that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Like I can still have a conversation with you. Like even if I don't necessarily physic, uh, philosophically like, think the same way as you or have like the same kind of mindset or anything like that. Right. So are you saying the most important thing is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself? I mean, and yeah, in most respects. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I'm hearing. Like Steven and and me and you can change in whatever way we want. If we're attached to what other people think of us, we're never going to be happy because people, you can't please everybody. Right. Right. And then you're right. going to be pissed off. Okay. 99% of the people love me, but the one, one person hates me. You're going to focus on that. Right. Right. But if you can sit by yourself and be happy with yourself, 
that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. Shane, what do you do in the situation where, say, somebody somebody who's well and undoubted in your life is a very negative part of it? You have to ask yourself, are they doing what they're doing to piss me off because they love me or because they hate me? Because there's some people that do some, like, really nice things, but it just comes off the wrong way. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But then you realize, like, they don't do that because they hate me. They're just being themselves. Yeah, they want you to be healthy. They want you to eat salad or whatever. And yeah, it's just like, and I'm all about save my money or go out and do this or that or do something miscellaneous. It yeah. doesn't matter. They don't ask me to do it because they hate me. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of take a step back. Not think of it so personally. Start thinking of it more logistically. You yeah. know, like it, does Shane want me to go whole food plant based because he because like it's annoying. Like, do I think yeah, it's annoying that he bugs me like to do it every time? Yeah. yeah, no. I'm, like, I, I understand honest, if someone kept doing that, I I would give my opinion on that and say, hey, Dan, why don't, don't you bring go whole up? food plant based? Because I don't care enough. Like, you're supposed to say, don't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, don't like if you're gonna try to convince me, I'm gonna tell you don't. Because mm. I'm gonna have my like sounds like a challenge, Shane. Challenge accepted. Tune in next time. Like <laughs> I'll let you say your opinion, and it's your opinion. You're allowed to say it. Like, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's like it's my decision of whether or not I want to act on it. Yeah, I feel and that because every that's what it kind of boils down to. I've been around some people, especially when COVID like started getting really crazy, and there was like they're the type of people that have still like yet to wear a mask. Like they absolutely refuse. Like they're just don't even believe it. Or like there is some denial or whatever. Right. And they come up to me and they're just like, shame, we have to spread this message. Like be the evangelist of our cause. I'm like, fuck no. You know what I mean? I don't tell them that, but what I do is I listen. I'm like, okay, tell me all your points. Like build like the strongest argument you possibly can for it. And I'll consider everything you have to say. They're talking about this study and that study and how these reported deaths were skewed and all that. I'm like, okay, okay. Copy that. I see exactly what you're saying. doesn't mean you have to agree with them. But I still don't agree. Like, it, if it takes me two seconds to throw a mask on, I could potentially save an old person. Like, fine. I'm, I live with that. That's the sacrifice I'm willing to make. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. inconvenience me barely at all. Um, but that's just me. And I feel that way. It's like people will feel the same way about my opinion on, like, how to eat or, or when to exercise or when to have a cold shower. Like, just all the little things that I care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I realize that, like, people just don't give a fuck about generally. Yeah. So... Do I force my will upon them or do I just look at them as like characters in a play? Like, oh, that's just how that character acts. You know what I mean? And I'm right. fine with that. I'm happy for that. But you have to draw the line between, okay, I care about this person and their well-being and like they really need to change if they want to survive and be happy and solve their problems and the opposite on the spectrum where it's just like, oh, fuck, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Like it doesn't affect me. It's their, their thing. And um that's something I really had a hard time like sussing out, right? Because people I care about, like I want to see them reach their maximum potential. See them be like top of their game, getting up early, getting tons of work done, eating good, having a killer fucking body, like just maxing out their life. But at the same time, like those are all my beliefs. You know what I mean? Right. To them, that's the last thing that's important. All they care about is just like having a good time and, and enjoying the life that they're living, right? And for me, it's like, no, I'm way too disciplined. I can't stand that. But maybe it's just my fault. Like, I'm not seeing it from their perspective. I'm just not enjoying life enough. So it is this big balance, this yin-yang interplay of caring too much, caring too little. 
and it's different for everybody, everybody's views, everybody's causes. Yep. So sorry if I'm rambling, but this is kind of what's been going through my head for the last couple of weeks now is like when to care and when not to care. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think if if somebody like if you do care about somebody and like you if they're obviously going down a path that maybe they shouldn't take, like mm-hmm. obviously try to intervene. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if it's like it gets to a point where are you criticizing major issues or just small little things? And like what you're assigning weight to, like yeah. weighting something that's super important that actually doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you're assigning something that's super important, like I guess drug use is a huge one. Like mm-hmm. if someone's heavily into drugs or whatnot and like that's an issue you have, like I would say you have every right to try to convince them to like yeah. stop but if it's like, oh, well, I like to spend 700 bucks on a night out on mm-hmm. every Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're almost not any, I'm going to tell you yeah. that's stupid, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but you have every right to do that. If you're broke from it, like mm-hmm. I would continue to tell you that's stupid, but it's like it, you made you your bed. It. Now yeah. you got to lay in it. You yep. know what I mean? Like I warned you, but what are you going to do? Yep. Wow. Those things do, are not covered in reaching serenity. Serenity. The calmness We're of the mind. The book? Yeah, that's what the whole <laughs> I think the title of this episode is I keep, part tra- two. I keep trying to bring us back to it. Oh, the right. Calmness yeah, of mind is one of the most beautiful jewels of wisdom. It is the result of long and patient effort and self-control. Do you I'm notice just, that like one of the most attractive features about an individual, and I'm not, I'm just talking like romantic, I'm talking like you're gravitating towards someone, is their ability to stay calm. I think I can stay pretty calm. Yeah. Like even when me and Dan were going back and forth here for the last 10 minutes, you just like sat there quietly reading your book. Like you're, you're exercising self-control. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes I hate it. Like one of the things I, when I'm talking to like certain people, it's just like sometimes they don't feel like they can just sit there without anything being said. Yeah. And like, I'm perfectly fine with that. Some, like if I'm uncomfortable in a certain situation, sure, I'll maybe say some random stuff. Mm-hmm. but just like create an argument or like what, whatever. But mm-hmm. generally if it's that's if, a Dan move, I'm just going to create an <laughs> argument real quick. Yeah. No, no, no. Dan, Dan can do it. Cause Dan will sit in the discord with all of us rambling, talking on for like hours and he won't say a thing. And then I'll realize that Dan's still in the discord. I'll be like, Dan, you there? And he's like, Oh yeah. Why? <laughs> it's just there yeah. the whole time. Also, uh, just to go on that point, like, I have very different uh, views on the whole COVID bullshit than yeah. like mainstream. And yeah, I don't want to go back the, to yeah, the COVID I know, stuff. I know. But like some of the people like I can kind of see where they're coming from. Oh, for <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. And like I said, after living in, in Florida for three weeks, I see how it's done there. You don't need vaccine passports to enter uh, any place ever. That's, that's not even a thing there. Or right. here, it's like you can't even go sit down at a Denny's without proving that you are this person on your phone. It's like, whoa. Bro, what do you mean sit down at a Denny's? There's one Denny's around here and it's in London. I've been to it. Yeah. It was a disappointment. And, and chances are their lobbies closed. Yeah. Which yeah. Further reinforces Dan's point. So it's like, yeah, I know. I, I can see both sides. Yeah. yeah. If you're not going to Denny's, you're not a thought evolved. But being. also, that's like when it comes to creating arguments, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I like to start. Did you say if you're not going to Denny's? You're not, you're not a thought evolved being. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so harsh. That's so cynical. Yeah, man. I'm talking about a grand slam in life. It's not a Denny's and you're fucking you're the wrong kind of person. Yeah, but that 
typically when I want to start arguments, that's the topic I go to. Mm. Yeah. Denny's? Yeah, let me no, read no, it. Let no. me read it out of the book here. The mandates and stuff like that. In its presence, Denny's is an indication of <laughs> ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and operation of thought. So did you just choose a word to replace with Denny's in there? No, I just added Denny's in between. Okay. <laughs> just take Denny's out. And that's just a normal sentence. This po- podcast is brought to you by Denny's. Yeah. Try the new Grand Slam. <laughs> I've never been. I've let's, never been wrap it, let's wrap it up. Moon's over my hammy as a man thinketh by Alan Revel. Wow. 1903. Maybe we can pick up the copyright on this book. It's probably done now. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think it's actually like open public like information you can yeah. order as much open as you want. Open source or yeah. whatever it's called. What I kind of want to touch on real quick before we finish up on Serenity, before we finish up on this podcast. Talks like, about Denny's for the last two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, about Serenity. <laughs> I forgot it was Denny's is Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been calm at a Denny's? When you sink your teeth into that Grand Slam, you experience Serenity. No, I don't even know what that is. Uh, when you see things like water, like our most precious resource. Yeah. Shane, cue the sad piano. Okay, thanks. <laughs> when, <laughs> it's part when of the you process, see, Dan. When you see things like water, you have to realize that that came from a comet that just hit this rock we call home. And without that comet hitting us, we wouldn't even exist. The first microbiomes wouldn't even be there. Without that first microbiome, having this weird mutation where it split into a multicellular organism and then started evolving these different features into plants and animals, we wouldn't exist. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the sun being exactly how far away it is and the earth being not too far, not too close, we wouldn't be here right now. It is a miracle that you are born at this exact place, this exact time, to experience all the wonderful people around you and including uh, the Grand Slam at Denny's yeah big shout out to Denny's yep. uh, visit your local Denny's for the special every Saturday that's been this part two every Saturday <laughs> no I'm just making this shit up we can both bullshit brother <laughs> <laughs> well that's been uh, that's been a left on red slash Denny's podcast episode as a man think of wrapping that up thanks to Dan and Shane for bringing this book to my attention so I could not read it and then read it are you enlightened Stephen? very hungry too but you know <laughs> because we keep talking about Denny's or I know I didn't listen to it when I was supposed to but I'll actually probably listen to the pod- I'll probably listen to the like audiobook of it tomorrow at work and sure. all like it, that all 50 audio, minutes of it actually it, it's about 50 minutes but like I would say this about, episode's an hour so you know, yeah <laughs> well, like, it's 50 minutes but about like 10 minutes of that 50 minutes is just ads all right, so 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes, 40 Easy. Pages. I'll do that on my lunch tomorrow. That's been a Left on Red podcast episode. If you listen to both of these episodes for the first one, this is the first time we're doing this. We're doing the keyword on the next episode, so you got to listen to both. If you listen to just the first episode and you were smart enough to skip to the end to get to the keyword to fake to me that you listen to this. Shadow Caleb. <laughs> Oh, when's the when's the bus coming? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we got we got half an hour service here with Dan on the bus talk. If you listen to this episode, text me Denny's. If you listen to the last episode, just tell me that you listened to both episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take care.